You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Bears Illustrated Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Miner, alongside my co-host, Pranay Mahampati, to talk about Baylor basketball. And it, there's been a lot of action since we last spoke to you um, when Jonathan Chonwa Chachua came back against Texas Tech. We've had three games since then, all Baylor victories, all in differ, uh, differing fashions. Um, the women's team has also played as well, but we're going to focus on the men's team then we're going to look at the uh, the rest of the way out for the Big 12 and uh, and then touch base on the women's team and, and their outlook for the rest of the season uh, as well. But first, uh, Pernay, I wanted to offer my condolences uh, to you, another Philadelphia championship loss that uh, I know it's got to be getting old for you a little bit. I know, I know. It's okay. I can't believe it. The Phillies and the Eagles both made it all the way and then lost one step short this year, but... It was a good game, and I know a lot of people are mad about that holding call near the end. But I mean, he held like and and he yeah. admitted it. I feel like I'm I'm more mad than you are, and I'm not even a, a Philly <laughs> fan. But I, I I definitely didn't want want the game to end like that. So it's just unfortunate that it that kind of happened. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate. I, I I do wish we could have seen what would have happened if Jalen Hurts got the ball back, but. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I think I think Hertz would have done something, and then I think Mahomes would have had uh, time to do something at the end. That's how, you know, I, I everybody thinks that people were mad just because they thought the Eagles were going to win, but I I think the Chiefs were still going to get the ball back uh, with some time. So you never know, and we'll never know. But um, I'm I'm also mad if I'm a Philly fan. Like the defense kind of seemed to give up those last three plays. I would have tried to push. Um, uh, whoever was running that slid down before the end zone, push him out of bounds or throw him into the end zone. Um, they kind of just let them, you know, do that. So you have to be a little bit more creative and cunning with your defensive tactics there. It could have saved some time and, you know, we wouldn't be talking about the hold as much. So, but enough about that, Renee, let, let's talk about some teams that have won for us uh, recently. Um, Baylor basketball beat Oklahoma one at TCU and most recently beat West Virginia the other night. Um, what are your main main takeaways from this past three-game stretch? Yeah, obviously, I guess the biggest takeaway is that Baylor is now tied for first place in the Big 12. And along with Kansas and Texas has a streamlined path to winning the Big 12 title. Um, but from an on-the-court standpoint, I think I would – continue to echo the sentiment that Jonathan Chabuchacho's return has been huge for this team, um, both emotionally and on the defensive end of the floor. Um, and I think he just takes his team to another level. Um, he's not like one of the best players on the team, but I guess depending on how you look at it, but he is kind of, kind of that glue guy that we have been missing for a year and a half. Um, so it's been really good to have him back. And then obviously against West Virginia, LJ Cryer just went ballistic from beyond the three-point line. 
Um, and it just shows that we have we have we truly have three elite guards, and any one of them can take over any game at any point. Um, so it's really nice to know that because Keontae George wasn't really scoring against West Virginia, but he didn't need to because of how great LJ Cryer was shooting. What about you? What are your takeaways? Yeah, I think uh, I think we hit the nail on the head. Three three big guards. Um, I think the the play of Jonathan Chamochashua has been outstanding. He had eleven points against West Virginia, so in double figures. He had a dunk in that game, which is just truly incredible. Um, every time that he comes on, uh, um, yeah, you 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 could call him a glue guy. I would classify Jalen Bridges more as the glue guy, and and Jonathan is more of like the energy bunny, but you know, I can fair, see fair enough. That, you know, they're one and the same. I just altered the definitions a little bit, but um, to have two of those types of players is obviously very good for any team. Um, the the one thing I'll add, Jalen Bridges in uh, in the T- game against TCU had huge hustle effort plays, the type of plays that, you know, a glue guy like a Mark Vidal um, or Rico Gathers or someone like that would, would, would make on the glass. Um, in, in years past and the play that he made to kind of keep the ball alive um, where it went off the glass and then it hit like five, seven different players. And then he deflected it uh, from the TCU guy. Love got it, kicked it to Flagler for the three, the first of three consecutive threes for Adam Flagler. Um, that was a huge momentum turning point in that game because Baylor did not play well at all. They looked really bad against TCU. Um, they looked out physical in that game, uh, but against Oklahoma and West Virginia, they've they've looked really good. Um, those teams have made runs, but any win in the Big Twelve is a is a good win, and they won both of those games by by double digits. TCU was we were sweating because I thought I thought he uh, at the end they they got their pocket picked, but they called a foul. Unfortunately, we were able to make some free throws, and then we turned it over again. And uh, fortunately, they missed a missed a shot, but. Uh, Jalen Bridges in, in the game against TCU and then Adam Flagler scoring 16 straight points. I mean, we've talked about it at length in this podcast of, you know, hey, could Adam Flagler hang, um, you know, end up as as the best Baylor player in in, in history? Um, you know, I think it's certainly on the table, um, right, especially if the Bears can win the Big 12 championship uh, and then who knows what they do afterwards. So with that, let's talk a little bit about what is ahead of Baylor uh, to, to close the year, right? After the loss against Texas, right? We came on this podcast, said, hey, that was not great, the game against Texas, on the road, without Langston and love, did not play well, checking up shots. Really, if they wanted, if Baylor wanted to be in title contention, Big 12 title contention, contention right? We came on and we said, they have to win their next four games. And they've done that. And some teams have fallen, and now it's a three-way tie for first place with Kansas, Texas, and Baylor. Um, their next two Saturday matchups, with Baylor, at number five, Kansas, hosting number six, Texas. Um, in between that is a trip to number 12, Kansas State, and then at Oklahoma State to follow, and then hosting uh, number 19, Iowa State, to end the year. So four out of the final five games are against ranked opponents, two of which are, um, are going to be against teams that – are tied for first in the conference currently. 
one's at home against a team you already lost to, and one is on the road in Fall Gallon, where Baylor's only ever won once, but you've been the Jayhawks this year. Uh, thoughts on where we stand moving forward, Pranay? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that Baylor is now tied for first place in the Big 12 after their 0-3 start to the season. Um, I think that it's going to be tough, which obviously, given you're playing three top 12 teams, it's going to be tough. But I think that Baylor can do it, especially with now that now that we have a full lineup. Now we have a full roster. We have a full complement of pieces. Um, the only thing we were missing really was that lockdown defensive big man, and we have that now with Jonathan Chambuchachua. Um, I was a little worried when Jalen Bridges went out in the West Virginia game, but he came back and he seems healthy, so I think we'll be good. Um, but yeah, they just gotta if they win their, these next three games, it's kind of it's kind of a they would have kind of had it locked down, right? That would, point you would yeah, man. If they won the next three games, yeah, it'd be unreal, and that might at least give them a share. I mean, it's been so crazy, but you would think that would put them in in a really really good uh spot, right? Um especially with Kansas and Texas, they play on the last day of the regular season as well. So I guess in theory, if they won the next three, but then lost their next two um, and Kansas is only lost was to Baylor during that time or vice versa, Texas is only lost was to Baylor during that time. Um, yeah. They could still, I guess, lose, lose the title, but, uh, um, but yeah, they should be in really good shape if they win the next three. Do you think they can beat Kansas? The game this weekend only ever won their once top ten matchup. Uh, I do. I do. Think, I'm always concerned when they go to Kansas. Of course, I, I think we all are, but I do think they could beat Kansas. Obviously, they sh- they've shown it. They beat Kansas earlier this season without JTT, and now they do have JTT there to protect the rim. Um, I. I would probably favor Kansas in this game, given that it's in Lawrence. I mean, college game day is going to be there. It seems like, like you said, in those big college game day games, it seems like Kansas is the one that comes out on top. Or I guess that didn't happen last year. Maybe Baylor won the one last year. But yeah, we we won we won last year <laughs> on, on college game day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm just thinking 2020, 2020. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, so I do think Baylor can win. I think we match up pretty well with them. I think we have pretty two pretty similarly talented rosters. Um, gonna have to stop Grady Dick on like last game because they'll have someone else probably go off with him this game since it's at home. Um, but yeah, I do think we can win. I do think we can win. Oh, of of course. I think we can win as well. Um. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. 
there's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It's just, it's just extremely difficult. You don't get the calls when you're in Lawrence. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, you know, how, 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 how long can Baylor keep the streak going? If they play like they played against TCU, um, they're not going to win. I think it's safe to say. If they play like they did against West Virginia, um, I think it's a toss-up. You, you have to have more than one guard i think play out of their minds i think i think keontae george needs to have a big game um and he had a really bad game against tcu i think you saw that where coach drew took him out uh near near the end but he had a really nice performance against west virginia it was kind of this like get right like one of those games where you can after a bad performance you come back and you don't necessarily score a ton right but you can look in the mirror afterwards and be like okay I played really well. I can feel really satisfied and proud of my performance. So even though he only had six points, he had nine boards, seven assists, four steals. Um, I think, I think hopefully he comes out and plays relaxed and calm and aggressive uh, all at the same time. Uh, but just, you know, sometimes I think he's been playing a little bit, maybe too much pressure on himself um, or, you know, not trying to do, you know, trying to do too much uh, instead of doing the simple thing. Uh, the easy thing, you know, during the game, and that's caused turnovers or four shots um, when it hasn't been necessary, right? So I think the key to the game is uh, Keontae's George is performance, right? Because I think Flagler is going to be consistent, Mr. Consistency. Um, you know, I think everybody else is going to kind of play well. You know, LJ Cryer is going to be able to knock down some shots, but I think the key to watch for is how good will Keontae play. I think my key to the game is similar to that. I think it, mine would be just that we need two of the three guards to have great performances, um, whether it's Keontae George, Adam Flagler, or LJ Cryer. We just need two of them, I think, to have over 20 points and the other one to to not play badly. But I think I think two out of three will put us in good position. To, uh, yeah, to be to to be in good shape down the stretch of this game. Um, it was nice to see Keontae George have that kind of performance, show that he can he can play well and help the team in ways other than uh, other than scoring. Um, he kind of did everything else that you could think of. Um, <clears throat> so 
that was good to see. Are you concerned with either the Kansas State or the Texas games? If say we do pull off this win in, in Lawrence, um, Kansas State seems to be pulling back a little bit. They've lost three of, I think three of their last five or, or something like that. Um, yeah. and and Texas lost to Texas Tech on Monday. This game will be in Waco, which should be easier. And Baylor was competitive in in the game in Austin, so. If Baylor was to pull off this win in Lawrence, are you concerned about either of those two games? I, I'll start by saying I think Baylor could win any game, every any game on their schedule, and they could also lose every uh, of the five games left on their schedule. And that's just how good the Big Twelve is. That's how it's been all year. I feel very confident that Baylor should be able to go in and beat Kansas State. Oklahoma State, even those are even though those are two games on the road, and then close the season with a win against Iowa State. Um, I feel very confident about those, and I think those are those three are must wins. And then you have to split between Texas and Kansas um, in order to you know repeat as champions for a third time. I think that's the formula for a championship. Um, yeah, I think I'm always a little bit worried going into the games, but the past. Um, you know, especially with the performance against TCU, but uh, so the road games are going to be tough. And of course there are three of them left on the schedule. Um, I don't know. I, I just, with Adam Flywart at the helm, I feel very, very confident, you know, especially since Baylor has been in this situation before. And even if we drop a game, um, you know, other teams can beat up on each other to, to even out that loss column. So hopefully Baylor can take care of business. They're in a position now, finally, where, they don't have to rely on anybody else's help. Um, but I hope that helps answer your question. I'm not Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. We could lose them, but I'm not as concerned about the big primetime Saturday matches, uh, matchups, <laughs> you know, consecutive top 10 matchups on Saturday. Uh, so that's, okay. that's kind of where my focus is. Baylor has to take it one game at a time since they're actually playing the game. But as a fan, as an analyst, <laughs> Uh, my my keys are on Kansas Texas. Okay, got it. I actually am, I think, a little more worried about the Kansas State game than I am the Texas game. I think that's because that's fair. I think that's because we'll be on the road, and Kansas State has been a good team all season. Um, and Miller showed that we can beat Texas, and I think that we've just been better lately at home than we have on the road. I believe so. Um, so yeah, for so I I am a little more concerned with that Kansas State game. I think I think if we can pull out of the sunflower two step with two wins over Kansas and Kansas State, I'll be pretty confident that we're going to win the Big 12. I I would agree with you, and that's a perfectly reasonable assessment because I do think Baylor's going to play much better against Texas at home, um, especially having played them once already. So we'll we'll certainly see. We'll, we'll certainly see. I think that, that Kansas game this Saturday is going to be very, very tough. So... Um, yeah, excited. Right where we want to be.
Exactly. Exactly. We're right where we want to be. All right. Yeah. Do you want to you want to give us a brief breakdown of the recent happenings in women's basketball? Yeah, the women's basketball team is not where they want to be, not where Coach Nikki Cullen wants them to be. I, I know we did this podcast. We recorded it last week, um, the last one kind of live with Baylor playing Oklahoma and that going into overtime and me kind of being devastated as I was recording and watching the collapse <laughs> at the same time. There. Yeah, that was cool. Um, pretty, pretty unfortunate. They, they played a really good game and they have all the pieces – but they just compounded that loss in, into two. They went to Oklahoma State. They played in Stillwater on Saturday, and they absolutely got their tails blown out. Um, they had really no answer for for anything, and I think they only scored nine points in the first quarter, 11 points in the third quarter. They got blown out by 21 uh, against Oklahoma State. Who Oklahoma State's above average, uh, but it, it, was, it was pretty bad, bad showing. Um, so that leaves them at – you know, seven and five in conference, fifth in the Big Twelve standings, which is kind of crazy and wild uh, to think about. That, that they're not even better than fifth at this point. Um, so they have they have five. Uh, um, five I can't can't do math. Six games left here, and they got some big ones. They got they host Iowa State. They're at Texas, and it's just a matter of you know really I think at this point seeing how they play to finish the season, how strong they can finish this season, because they've been inconsistent, as we've discussed all year. Um it seems very unlikely to find a path for them to win the Big 12. Uh they would need a lot of help. So we'll of course keep you updated as as those things you know get closer. But uh, uh the the main focus should be on Baylor just getting better as a team because they do have the team, they do have the pieces, they've already proven that they can be take down ranked teams. Um the question is, can they put everything together to make it, you know, make a mini run um in, in March? So um, you know, because I think everybody wants them to get out of the Sweet 16. I think everybody would be very disappointed if they didn't get to at least the Sweet 16 round, if not further as well. They don't get out of that first weekend. I think it's going to be uh, another very disappointing ending uh, to what at least this what looks like so far to be a disappointing regular season as, as well. At least last year they won the, the Big 12 title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now Baylor is two games out of first place, two losses out of first place in the Big 12. Um, Texas leads it at eleven and three, and Oklahoma is right there at ten and three, and then Baylor is down at seven and five. So they would have they do play Texas later in the season. Um, they don't play Oklahoma, but say Baylor is not able to pull off a, a comeback and, and win the Big Twelve, and say they don't do much in the NCAA tournament, like say they maybe bow out again in the second round. <clears throat> Where does that put Nikki Collin heading into next season? I know this is still early. I know we still got six regular season games, Big 12 tournament, NCAA tournament, but if if we don't do something at least to show that the the program is on an upward trend, given Especially where Kim Mulkey, that was you, came in. Um, 
where where do you think that puts Nick Khan heading into next season? I think she's still fine heading into next year. Um, I would say her seat's probably a little bit warmer. Um, just because the, the team has shown some promise. The freshman has shown some promise. Um, and she'll get some more pieces back, I think, next year. So you could definitely you know say it's been tough with injuries and extra you know things outside of her control. Uh, but that argument and... It, you know, like any team, for any team, that gets old pretty quickly. But I think next year it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, but if we don't see like a bounce back or something like that, then um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to get hotter, right? Um, so, and, you know, any anything could happen. You know, Texas did lose the other night, so they did drop a game. They only had two losses. Now they have three. Um, so the Big 12 is up for grabs. If not for Baylor, then you know, for any other team, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, so uh, it is a, a pretty interesting conference to watch. <laughs> it just how, so happens that Baylor's not playing well uh, this year. All right. Good stuff. That's all I've got. That's all I have, too. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time on the Barry's Illustrated Podcast. Sick From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!